Good Monday morning, listeners. It is Mind Shit to Millions, and I am Jesse Roy. And I'm Adrian Swanson. And we're so excited today to have a guest all the way from the Bahamas. And it is Regina Wiley. And she cre- she is the executive producer of a television show called The Whole Woman, which is her baby. And we're very excited. She helps to improve the lives of women spiritually, emotionally, physically, and financially. And she's the mother, mother of two. She believes they're her two greatest accomplishments. And she's also the proud grandmother of her grandson who helps keep her young. She believes that it is important for the woman to be whole because only then is she able to be the part that she is meant to be for others. I absolutely love this. So (laughs) Regina, will you please tell us more about the whole woman? Um, Thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate you for letting me spend some time with you. Um, The whole woman is a show. It came about after my mother passed away from breast cancer. Uh, My mother passed away because she was afraid. She didn't know what would happen to her and she didn't say anything. And when we found her cancer, it was already fourth stage. So it was, yeah, she died shortly after. Um, And I wanted to provide a platform where women could be educated about their body um, so that they didn't have to go through that process so that they could know that there are avenues and ways for you to be able to take care of your mind, body, soul, spirit. So it just came up um, after that. And I wanted, I wanted to, excuse me, I wanted to provide a way that women could get everything they needed. So I would bring on medical doctors to speak to medical issues like breast cancer, menopause, fibroids, all those kinds of things. Um, Lawyers who would give them legal tips, women who own their own businesses across the board, trying to make, um, to open up their minds to be able to think differently. And that's how the whole woman came about. And that's the aim of the whole woman. And that is so beautiful because, I mean, I think as women, as mothers, as business owners, we get stuck in like focusing on just like one thing. Everything else except us. (laughs) Yeah. And we take care of everything else except us. Exactly. Like the kids is the most important or functioning in our job is the most important or being, you know, the wife is the most important. And um, (laughs) we have a lot of women in our audience who are struggling with health issues and they seem to focus on the negative of their. The thing about it is I I realized that for us, this we've been taught this for generations. This isn't something that just came about for us as women. We've been taught for generations to take care of everybody else. The, you go from first you get married and you're taking care of your husband, you're taking care of the children, you're taking care of the dog, you're taking care. And a lot of us take care of our aging parents as well. So we're always taking care of somebody. And like you said, um, Jess, you said the job and all that sort of stuff. And so for me, it's like at some point, when are we gonna, as women, pull ourselves away I come to understand that not until we're whole within our own selves can we now be the part meant to play. Because if you're broken, you, you, you're not giving people 100%. You're giving them from a broken cup. But when your cup is full and, it, and, and everything is pouring out of the cup, they're getting what pours out of your full cup. So you're still full, but they're getting what they need. And that's what I'm trying to get women to understand. You have to take care of yourself. I go to the beach every Saturday uh, morning. I don't talk to no human until 12. 
that's my time. I love it. I love it. It's amazing. No, that stops me. That stops me from behaving badly. (laughs) (laughs) I love that you take time for yourself because I do think that's so important. It's so easy when you're at home, like you said, to get caught up in everything else. So to go somewhere else and take that time for you. Um, do you use it for like reflection or what's, what kind of, do you take that time for yourself? When I, I use it for reflection, but I also use it to catch up on my week to see how I did through the week, anything that I needed to adjust, adapt. And then I journal a lot. I journal so that I can um, now see where I'm going. I'm working on a new show. I'm working on a new show. So in order for me to be able to accomplish that, I have to break away so that I can now make the parts of my brain work that now needs to be able to create that. If I'm a chaos and moving about and all that kind of stuff it's not going to work so I use it to journal I use it to come down I use it to pray I use it to meditate because see that's a lot of hours from six o'clock in the morning to 12 I break that up in sections and I do what I need to do to keep me or whatever that is I need at that time that's what I do awesome and how long have you been doing this so like you dedicate like six hours on a Saturday to yourself this has been going on for years and I'm selfish with that I don't care <laughs> I'm sorry. I just don't care. I tell you that keeps me from behaving badly. <laughs> right, right. And, and like everyone in your world. Badly. Yes. And everyone in your world knows this, right? Like they know, they know Dinah Saturdays are holy. They know it. Yeah. Nobody's. They know it. With. And see, for the most part, yes, people would think that you're being selfish to say that, you know. But if you don't, they'll think you're being selfish for, for, for doing that. But at the end of the day, there's six other days in the week. You could have any one of those six you want, but that one is mine. And I'm making no bones. I ain't, I'm making no bones about that one. That's mine. And I own it. And um, people may say you're selfish, but that's okay. I'll be selfish so I can be the best me that I could be for you. Right. But like we've been taught that being selfish is bad. Like I think that that is. It isn't. It isn't. It's self-care. Uh, one of my guests on the show, she was saying the same thing. Selfish is being, is taking, is, is you have to be selfish to have self-care. Because if you took, look at the world, look at the world we're living in now. You wake up in the morning, from you get up, you're running from the moment you get off your feet. And when, you, when, you, when your feet touches the ground, you're going. There's always something to be done. And if you don't take the time, there's hypertension, there's diabetes, there's depression, there's all kinds of things. But see, one of the things that you do when you take this time is to check in. You check in with your mind, you check in with your soul, you check in with your body to see where you're at. If something's hurting, if something's not right, you take the time to check in because you want to, you, you, if you don't know yourself, that's keeping in tone with yourself. And a lot of us as women don't know ourselves because we're so busy running around. We feel a pain and we're like, oh, I can deal with that tomorrow. No, <laughs> we're going to deal with this now. I had a lump removed from my breast. It was benign, thank God. But I found that myself because I take time. I do the self-breast examinations. I take time to make sure that I'm okay in my brain, to make sure I'm okay in, in my spirit. Because once you're whole, I, I can't express how passionate I am about being whole as a woman. I can't express it because it's an amazing thing when you come to the place when you know who you are. There's certain things you will not accept and there's certain things you will not do once you come to know who you are as a whole woman. It's just an amazing place to be, but it requires work though. Absolutely. And you all can't see how like beautiful Regina is. I mean, she is just glowing. I'm, I'm sorry, Regina. I apologize. It's she's okay. Glowing and has this big, beautiful <laughs> smile. And even though she's a little under the weather today, like yeah. you can just tell that she has done this work and is like 
full acceptance of her whole self and doesn't give a flying hoot what anyone else. <laughs> Never got new. <laughs> <laughs> and I wasn't always here though, you know, I wasn't always in this place. I remember I, I came out of a marriage and, and I remember when I first, um, when we first separated, Lord of mercy, young girl was like all over the place. Didn't know where I was coming or going, but I had to make a decision. And one of the things that I tell women all the time it's about making a conscious decision about what you're going to do for yourself. It has to be conscious because like I say, again, for us, it's, it's about everything else. So you make a conscious decision. You know, I, I, one day I was like, okay, this is enough of this. I ain't doing this no more. And then I made a pivot. And when I pivoted, it's the best thing I've ever done in my entire life. It's the best thing I've ever done. I love that because that's a lot of what we talk about Regina is that um, people don't do that. They don't take time for themselves and they don't sort through those emotions you were talking about, right? Like us as women, we have a tendency to push those aside and leave those for another day yes. instead of recognizing that those are thoughts we have. And like we talked about, you know, before this, that you can change your thoughts at any time Yes. and feel better about those thoughts, but you do have to feel the, the thought and understand it's there and how it's affecting you. And I love that you take that time to journal because Jesse and I talk a lot about that. I was anti-journal in the beginning and she had to really push me. And I've realized how much it matters to put that on paper because it really does let your mind flow and your thoughts yes. so that you can see who you are and understand, you know, also how the brain is trying to trick you and what you really want. Like you want this other TV show. That's incredible. You're like mm -hmm. setting aside time and putting, putting it on paper and doing it. And I love that. The thing, the thing about it is, is like when you, when you um, write it down and you go back like uh, six months later, a year later, and you look at it and you see everything that you wrote come to pass, or you see the things that you wrote and the majority of it come to pass. And then when you read it, you're like, Oh, I wanted this, but I didn't get this. I didn't get this to happen. Um, so maybe I could go back and fix this. That journaling gives you, uh, you could you could do premonitions like for the future, or you could correct things from the, from your past that that happened. So you have those options when you journal. I love when I go back and I saw. I remember when my mother when I when I was eighteen, I wrote a letter to my mother and I told her I was going to be a reporter because I'm a journalist by profession. And when my mother passed away, I found I found the letter. And that to me, when I found that letter, I cried so much. And I was a journalist at the time. I was working for the leading newspaper in the country. There's a saying in the Bible that says, write it and make it plain. And, and when you write something down, it puts feet to it, I believe. It gives it feet. And so I like to write so that I could go back and see how far it's walked or how far it's gone, how far I've gotten. It's an amazing thing. It really is. I, I love that because so many people are afraid to write those goals down. Like they're afraid to do it. And yet I agree with you putting it down. All of a sudden your brain starts going, wait, we can do this. This can happen. Yes. Like we're going to do this. <laughs> yes. Yes. The, 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 I'm a journalist and I produce a magazine as well. And so for me, writing is, is what I do. So I, I love doing that. Um, I, I'm trying to, I'm working on a course now where I'm going to be teaching people how to do just that, where they come in and, and it's, it's a therapy in a way for women. It's a therapy. And if you can get it right, you, you could see more, the most amazing things come to life.
you can see the most amazing things come to life. My mother is, um, she, she was a lady who, she raised six children by herself, by herself. And the fact that I had my right mind after she passed away, and um, she always encouraged me to do my writing. And the fact that I had my right mind after she passed away, I wanted to honor her. I wanted to honor her with my life. And in doing so, I, I, that's when the concept for the show came about. And everything that I do now is to honor her with my life because of the, all the sacrifices she made to make me who I am. And so when you, when you start as a woman to look at your mother, and all the things that she went through. Because each one of us, if we look at our mothers, we could see that they didn't have the things that we have now and the abilities that we have now because they couldn't take time out for themselves. Six children you want, I you could do that. <laughs> so I decided that I wanted to make my life better so that I could live for her. Does that make sense? I, I wanted to make life better. So what she didn't get to have, I can, I can have in my life. And all of that is the journey that I've gone on. Um, when I found the lump in my breast, it caused me to, anybody who hear a lump, if, if you're a woman, you, 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 you're thinking, you know where your mind goes. It goes to death. And every time I go through something in my life that is a negative, I force it to become a positive. Because you could either let it make you or break you. You have a decision. You have to make a choice. And I always force it to take me to a better place. And I used the fact that I thought was benign. Okay, God, you got something else for me to do. What that is? That's all. Like, where are we going now? Because <laughs> the fact that you're here means that you have something to do. You have something to do. And this is an amazing world. We're going through a lot of challenges now, but still it's the decision that you make, the choice that you make to say, am I going to let this take me now? Or am I going to let this take me to a better place? That's the choice. Yes. And we were just, you know, um, discussing that last week, like on our podcast, like your why leads you to be unstoppable in your mission. That right there. <laughs> that right there. Because I know that I was created for something. And the purpose of my life, the purpose of my life is to help women to come to understand that man and things are not their source. Because somewhere along the line, Jess and Adrian. We, we've lost focus as women of who we are. We sell ourselves short. We settle for a man who doesn't love us. We settle for a man who doesn't care for our kids. We settle for, we settle. And we're, and listen to me. When you, you, do you understand who you are? You don't have to settle for anything, nothing. You have a choice. And if someone decides that they're not, you're not worthy enough for them to love you and treat you correctly. You have a choice to walk away from it. And it sounds easy, but I can tell you this. If you take that time away to yourself, like I tell you, like I do, you will get some strength. You'll go back in that house and you'll be like, okay, time for you to go pack up your things. Either you going or I going. One of us got to go. And, or you'll be like, okay, here's what I want. This is what I want you to do for me. You have to do, we have to correct this relationship. And if we can't correct this, we have to let it go. But you have to get the strength that you need to be able to do that. You can't, if you're in a clustered environment, one of the things the enemy, I tell my daughter this all the time, the enemy is never going to tell either one, the three of us, he's not going to tell us murder someone because he know we're too smart for that. 
So what he does is he busies us doing good things. We'll go down the road and we'll be helping a neighbor who's a drunkard or alcoholic and we'll be helping him. That's a good thing, but it's not what you need to be doing right now. You, you understand what I'm saying? He would busy you to take your mind away from the things that you're supposed to be focused on. That's a good thing, but is it what you're supposed to be doing at that time? So if you're all caught up with helping the neighbor or doing some other something that you're supposed to, you don't see where you are. You don't see the problems and the trials in your life that you need to correct. You know what I mean? It's and that's so easier, right? Like focusing on everyone else's instead of turning inward and focusing yes. on yourself. <laughs> yes, because sometimes we don't want to see how crazy because we got a lot of crazy up in here, you know. Heck yeah. <laughs> and not only the I mean, crazy, I think it's the the goals and all that stuff we talked about that people are writing down or the wants and the desires and the the, the things that they really want. It, if they don't focus on that, they don't feel any of the, you know, possible disappointment or the possible, yes. like, you know, yes. because that's what people look at. Like Jesse said, people focus on the negative or you were saying that too, and switch it to the positive. Like you can have any of those things, but you yes. have to do the work. Like you said, the work of like understanding that, like, you, like you said, we can get distracted by anything and everything anything. constant all day long. Like I say that all the time. I'm like laundry, you know, whatever, <laughs> like there's something distracting you at every moment, <laughs> but you have to focus on that want and that reason you're here, that, that purpose. Yes. You have to find, I have a mentor, Dr. Miles Monroe. If you get an opportunity, he has a, he, um, he, he was a Bahamian author as well as a minister, Dr. Uh, Miles Monroe. He would always say, um, one of the things, the graveyard is full. He said, it's full because people take all their potential back to the graveyard. It's full of potential. Mm. Because people come to this earth and never live out who they are. They get caught up and never live out who they are. And to me, I, I look at it and that's one of the saddest things I've ever heard. I, I am determined, determined, guys, to leave this earth empty. Empty, leaving, I'm, I'm playing full out, full out, everything, the pain, the love, the, the joy, all of it, I'm going to play full out. And when I lay down, I tell my children, I'm going to lay down with my, all my teeth and I'm going to wake up <laughs> and I'm going to wake up and I'm going to be dead when I wake up. That's it. And I'm going to be empty. Because <laughs> it's so, the thing about it is, it's like, okay, these are all my fingers. Each one of my fingers have a job on my hand. Your part, you have a part to play in what happens on this earth, each one of us. And a lot of times people think it's supposed to be some big grand gesture. Maybe not, you know. It could be as simple as you being the person that's responsible for going to the old folks home and just loving on the people there. And that's your purpose. But if you never find it, you go through this world completely empty and lost because you never find it. And in order to find it in the chaos of the world that we live in, you have to take the time away and you have to do the work. And, and a lot of times people say, do the work. One of the things that I, I try to explain to people is what doing the work means. Doing the work means that you have to look at your own life on, your, on the inside. I remember I tell my daughter and my son, I have my two kids and I tell them to love their father because he's their father, he's a human being, he makes mistakes. I made my mistakes too. In any relationship, it's two people. What you have to do is see your part in it. 
And a lot of us don't want to own our part. We like to point the finger, oh, he did this, he did that, he did that. Even if I was complicit by just keeping my mouth shut, I had a part to play. Make yeah. sense? Yeah. It does make sense. And so for me, you, you, you have to go in and look at, I got a vision one day and it likened taking care of your life like in this manner. When you go to surgery, if there's something inside of you when the doctor cuts you open, you have to go in and he have to cut that whole thing out to take it out, to stitch you back up, to make you better. That's what we have to do with the things in our lives that are that we know are wrong, but we don't care to like like you were saying, we don't care to look at it. You have to you have to get rid of it, and and not until you get rid of it will you be whole. Goes right back to being whole again. So going back to how you um, you know we were talking about you have to do the work, and so Saturdays are your time where you do the work, and I think like mentally our listeners know that that's what they need to do but how did you what's your best piece of advice for our listeners to like get started and having the courage because I think it takes courage to like say I'm going to do this for myself um so what's your best piece of advice for our listeners to like even get started in that place one of the listen let me say let me say this you have to come to understand that you're valuable. A lot of us don't know that we're valuable. We're the most valuable thing on this planet. There's no diamond, there's no gold. We're the most valuable thing on this planet. And not until we come to understand that we're valuable. Valuable in so many ways that not until then will you understand the importance of taking care of yourself. You're valuable to, to, to just because you're on the planet. And I would say, the first thing you have to do is stop yourself, get off the treadmill, stop yourself. Sit down and think about what it is that's going on in your life and what it is that you think you need to be able to move forward. And not until then will you be able to now see it. And then you say, okay, I've been dealing with these children. I've been dealing with everything. I think I need half an hour a day. So what I'm going to do is, especially in the chaotic world that we live in now, because most mothers, the children are at home. They're not even going to school for you to get a break yet. So, and, and, and you're, you're, you're constantly there. So even if you say, I'm going to put the kids to bed for, for a nap at 12 o'clock, 12 to 1, and I'm going to take that hour, and I'm going to be in my own space. I'm going to do some journaling. I'm going to do some listening to my thoughts and listening to what I want or trying to figure out what I want within that hour. And that's a start. That's a start. That's what I say. Start. And once you start and you start like in that hour, be like, hmm, then I'll send them to the park with their brother or with their auntie or call godmother <laughs> and give me some more time. Oh. It's crazy, but the my grandson, I, I have a grandson and he's four. And he and I go to the park on, on, on after I come from my Saturday, the next half of the day is his own. So we go to the park and, and I have the best time with him because he makes me feel like I'm young. <laughs> so that's my next thing that I do. So I take him to the park in the afternoons and he swings and he rides his bike and the park is right by the beach. 
So if he wants to go in the water, he can go in the water. I, I'm loving my life. I set it up that way. I set it up that way. I did. Yeah. And everyone out there listening, you guys can do the same. You don't have to let like your kids run your life, your job run your life, your husband run your life. Notice who life it is, who life you say it is. <laughs> right. Your life. Yeah. It's your life. And, and, and don't care. Listen, at the beginning, they can think you fall off the rail or something. It's like, how come all of a sudden now you need to have time? And that's okay. Let them have that time. Let them feel that way. But you do. You be selfish if that's what they think it is. And you be selfish. I'm okay with being selfish. That's all right. <laughs> Me too. Every yeah. morning, my coffee time is sacred. People know. There you go. you there don't you mess go. with mama's coffee time. I'm on the couch <laughs> enjoying my cup of coffee. That's what I say. Yeah, that's, that's what I say. And then when I'm done with that, I could be better for you. I'm mm-hmm. better for you. <laughs> Mama won't, mama won't snatch your head off. <laughs> <laughs> well, Regina, I just want to thank you so much for coming on here and giving advice to listener, our listeners. I really love that you said start, and that is really what it comes down to. All of mm-hmm. this to be your whole woman, your best self, you just need to start. And we hope that we can help you start. So we would love to have you come to our page, um, Regina's on there as well, Mind Shit to Millions, and let us know how you're going to start. So and strive to change your mind shit to millions. We'll see you next week. <laughs>